Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we're anxious to share our views on women's issues as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 169th episode in the series. Goodbye, Mr. Gordon. <laughs> oh boy, <a> TV show. <laughs> oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this one so much. Uh, it's I also like the top of my notes says finally a Dorothy episode. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think this one should is in contention with like uh, case of the Libertine Bell with like you know widely popular favorites. It's it's yeah an episode. It's it's funny because I. We didn't include it in our Golden Girls starter kit um, on enoughwicker.com, but I it, like it should be, even though it's like, you know, I we, we had Case of Libertine Bell because it was seven season because it is just such a gem and it is almost a bottle episode. Like you don't really need to know that much about it. This one, like, you know, you, you can obviously figure it out like you can with almost every um, Golden Girls episode if you've never watched it before, but it is so funny. Yeah. No, it's really good. I think maybe we also didn't include it because <clears throat> I believe we had, well, we definitely had um, uh, the Gene episode and um, yeah. maybe we had a Clayton one. So we were like, all right, well, like. You can't have too many gay episodes. Yeah, you can't have too many where like <laughs> it's <laughs> all the um, So I think maybe that was it. But yeah, it definitely should be. I think it's one that's like so excessively funny because yeah the talk show scene even if you don't I think the thing is though it really helps to know the background obviously of like Blanche yeah and also Rose. Rose and like her her like totally Harold scene like yeah um <laughs> so I I think that it would it's enhanced but I think you could just truly really watch this on tv and be like wow that's funny and in addition to that, the, the thing that makes it amazing for me is that it actually has a really good storyline in like the messaging of um, someone from your past that you sort of have rose colored glasses for um, that sort of shows their true colors, right? Like, I feel like we've seen some version multiple times, actually. The one, the one that comes to mind is Ted, right? Of like when, when Blanche is, is dating him and sort of just like, wow, this is who you are? You know, that, that kind of like, oh, you're actually not that great of a person, right? Um, and this one has a different flavor because he's from her past and she had a crush on him and he's like wooing her and he sort of just, just says sorry at the end. And it's really interesting. Like it's actually, it feels like a much more complex um version of the like wow someone from my past is showing their true colors or at least now I'm seeing it for the first time even though they've always been like this yeah and I think it's because maybe before you know like when Dorothy was in high school theoretically everyone knew that there couldn't be a relationship between them um but now <laughs> theoretically they, you know yeah. at high school yeah um but now they're you know peers essentially and so yeah. there could be something more and I think that that's kind of also adds another layer to like the betrayal basically or like yeah, the, yeah. Um, kind of lack of consideration which is like you know the excitement of seeing him and yeah kind of realizing that like he hasn't changed in this way um yeah. and also maybe the revelation that like you yourself haven't changed either like you mm -hmm. put yourself in the same position that you did 60 50 years ago you know whatever it was so yeah 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 
I didn't think about that, that it was sort of this one-two punch of like, not only is like my old friend, let's call him a friend for lack of a better term, um, you know, this way, or like hasn't changed, or I'm recognizing that, but yes, the potential of a romantic relationship is also gone, right? Like that's, that's kind of, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about it that way before. That's really intense. Yeah. Well, I think that that kind of adds to like the general, you know, I don't know, like the general feeling of ick that he yeah. uh, kind of creates for for Dorothy. But I do think, I actually, I didn't think about it until now, but I I think that it probably is more like, disappointment in herself too and like yeah you know we can talk about obviously like Dorothy is not the the main wrongdoer here but like she did get herself into this situation which also like we do need to talk about it's nuts to have your students grade papers for other students in the class like it's so so unethical (laughs) oh man yeah it's kind of wild right so that there's yeah there were signs let's just say there were signs but I don't know, what do you think about Malcolm? Like, I think, Mr. Malcolm, um, what do you think about him and that sort of ending punctuating scene? Because I think he is more complex than just purely like, I think he really does care for Dorothy. He really did admire her slash have an inappropriate crush on her back in the day. Um, clearly trusted her. What do you think? Like, I, I feel like every time he talks about like when he was he was embarrassed to tell them that she did the work, he was nervous about doing it. Like there is a dynamic there where he is taking advantage of her, but his like end sorry just actually makes me think that it's a little more complicated than that. Like he's he's just sort of this way, but he does regret it. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um... I'm not in the habit of giving like old white men a lot of passes, but yeah. I, mean, like, I feel like, you know. Well, I think that that is it. Like he's an old white man. And so he didn't, <clears throat> it's not his first inclination to be like, is this wrong? Like, should I not be, you know, taking advantage of this person? It's more like, I have to get this thing done. So he's like blinded by the need to to finish the article um but yeah I think he feels bad that she's upset I don't think he Mm, feels guilty that he plagiarized essentially or like that he um, oh not that but like yeah but taking advantage of her yeah 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 but I just mean like I don't I think he feels bad but I don't know I guess like that he's gonna feel guilty in like an hour (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. <laughs> but I, I agree. I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like he, it doesn't feel like he was trying to like manipulate her into doing this. Um, at least like initially, like it kind of just you know fell into his lap that he was writing this article, and maybe he did think that they were going to work together like a number of times. Um, but I think that maybe it's too also like he's embarrassed that he didn't like couldn't come up with anything even in this. Yeah. Context. Dorothy um but yeah it it definitely does feel more complicated and it doesn't feel hollow like it definitely feels like a real yeah feeling of being sorry but I just think the sorry is more motivated in the way it made her feel and not like what he did if that makes sense yeah no it totally makes sense it totally makes sense I was wondering if like you meant that he was like, you know, like when you have a, like, I'm sorry that, you know, what I said upset you. <laughs> They're like, not, you know, not, not, not in that, like, but in a, almost a fake apology way. But I do think he really does feel bad 
because she feels bad because he does care for her in in his weird way <laughs> but not not enough to not take advantage of her but right anyway yeah it's, it's interesting i agree I but i just dorothy, i really yeah well i think if dorothy was like cool with this what like you know didn't wasn't upset by it they would continue to date yeah probably for sure so, like, yeah i think he's definitely interested for sure or like if there was it's interesting because I think there is the entire episode or you know the what the future could be pivots on her deciding that this one strike is enough and in fact it's it's all of her memories flooding back where it's actually not one strike you know that like this has sort of been going on ever since they've known each other but like she very well could have been like where he's like it won't happen again and she's like okay it doesn't that hurt me but let's start again right like she could have said that in, and that would have been continued on, right? Like like you said. But she makes the call, which is, again, a very mature Dorothy of just like, am I, there is no time in my life, right? <laughs> I'm like, to waste on this. You, you fucked up. It's over. I'm done. I'm moving on, right? Like, which I, I really respect because you could very well, the person Dorothy is in general, um, <laughs> he gave me flowers from a store. Yeah. And, and also, like, just you know, where she's at in pursuing a romantic relationship at this age of her life, right? You could easily see her slipping into the like, I'm just going to sort of settle or this is as good as it's going to get or like, man, how long has it been since a guy like kissed me out of the blue, whatever, right? Um, the whole world thinks I'm, or the, you know, the whole whole entirety of Miami thinks I'm a lesbian, so why not stick with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's many excuses that she could have made to continue the relationship, and she didn't because she has, we're, she's a very different Dorothy in the seventh season. You know, she's come a long way, baby. Yeah, she sure has. Yeah, no, I think that that, I think that, like, choosing yourself and recognizing that this situation isn't right for you when it would be really great in the short term is really difficult. Yes. Um, and I think it's honestly just hard to do what is like actually the right or better option when you like someone. And and we've definitely totally. I mean, we talked about this with Dorothy, but I think like, you know, this happens a lot on a smaller scale where you're, you excuse things or you accept things that you normally wouldn't because mm-hmm. you're like, you've got like the love glasses on. Totally. Um, and I think Dorothy's really, yeah, like mature and also, um, I think it's like a confidence thing too and like a knowing your worth and understanding like what you can tolerate and what you're willing to tolerate versus like yeah what you know like what you deserve and I do think that's pretty um it's just a really really admirable quality I think absolutely and we've we've seen like you I said at the top of the episode I think we've seen variations of those decisions before like with Al like with Glenn O'Brien right twice (laughs) with Glenn O'Brien right of just recognizing like man this could be really good and it is actually really good but there's something inside of me that's telling me this isn't right for me right and it's like I it's nagging at me and like I can't I have to cut it off at the past now because if I'm in too deep I'm really gonna screw myself you know so I think that that's why I love that she's just like no one strike you're out we're done yeah yeah it's great yeah also fucking Dorothy should I mean I know she doesn't have the credentials with you know being a halftime substitute teacher but man she really should be publishing more she should be writing articles and submitting freelance you know what I'm saying she could totally hang I mean you know there are some very important issues that she'd like to discuss of course (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I think like, I think that's also part of the complication of this whole of like the way that Mar Malcolm feels and the way that Dorothy feels, because I think in addition to like the romantic or maybe not in addition, but like part of the romantic connection is also an intellectual connection. And like, who else is Dorothy going to talk about, you know, assuming this is like, I don't know, a literary article or like something, um, you know, it's something that they have a shared interest in. And Dorothy has expressed like not having anyone to talk about that stuff with and like not having anyone to kind right. of share these pursuits with and so I think that that's also probably it and that's also probably reflected in the way that she feels which was like I did publish an article and my name's not on it and I let myself get into this situation because I like this guy like I just I could see that sort of like spiral of disappointment almost um and you know it's, yeah you think it's about him but then you sort of sit with it for a minute and you realize like no I'm actually like more mad about the accomplishment that I didn't claim as my own you know I know yeah exactly that's like man just fucking write those editors and say I have proof that I wrote this article yeah. you know He's a get a byline get a byline <laughs> freaking women getting screwed all the time anyway I know I know I, I would also love to say that I did I always love this episode too because I was a big Charles in Charge fan yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> seeing him in a different light <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really was i mean it may or may not have to do with scott Bayo, but and and the theme song was like 90 percent of it actually i yeah, love buddy his so best funny. friend buddy was hilarious um willie ames i believe is his name but anyway also charles in charge is like another one of those shows that like the first season was entirely different <laughs> like changed the whole thing where like he goes away i guess college or something and then he like or not college I guess he goes away for summer break and then he like comes back to the house and it's like a different family living there but they're like yeah you can still work <laughs> it's really weird anyway look it up sometime but anyway he plays like the grandpa Walter or something like that it's great yeah. um, um so actually on that face. actor's uh that actor's wiki James Callahan um the photo is him you know how they have a little photo. It's him at the yeah. beginning of the Charles in Charge credits. And it's the exact same font as the Golden Girls. Like, credits. <laughs> yes, um, totally. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. I did. Actually, now I can picture it. I'm like, that's hysterical. I love it. <laughs> Look at all these connections. Connections. Perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Anyway, so where, where should we where should we dive in? Should we dive in more from the, the I mean, dive in. We've already been recording for 20 minutes or something. You know what I mean? Um, well, should we pick up? Well, I guess we can just sort of start at the top because it all happens, you know, like it, 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 we kind of get right into it from the beginning. Um, and I think that they're kind of laying it on a little thick in the beginning, too, of like when Blanche answers the phone, she's like, Dorothy, wrong number. Like, oh my God. That, I know. And then, honestly, like what's worse is when. I think the Sophia joke about like losers like Stan who knocked her up and ruined her life forever, I think that's funny. But the the idea that Sophia knew this was going on and like honestly I thought about this because if nothing illicit like nothing was happening besides something she suspected was off or like there was like a tension or there was like there's not really much you can do at that age as evidence right. by the fact that Dorothy like got pregnant by a loser ruined her life forever <laughs> like it, <laughs> kind of on your own and so I feel like Sophia you know like when they're talking about it it's interesting because she very clearly understood what was going on um 
but was like basically kind of powerless to intervene. And I'm curious, like, yeah. do you think that that is what the position she was in? I mean, I, I guess, but like, I don't know. It's what are you going to say at that point? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, again, thinking about teenagers and, you know, I don't know. I, I have, you know, I've got about a, a decade ahead of me before I really have to start thinking about it. But uh, <laughs> like, it just feels like there is like parenting teenagers and people at this age, especially when they have their minds made up is really difficult. So I think like she might've said something, but she was also busy with other, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot going on. And I think it's really difficult to pinpoint this also because there is so much of like her Dorothy's self-esteem, you know, rolled up in one, if like a man is nice to her, right. Which is pretty typical for sort of a, like a, you know, (laughs) a lonely uh, girl who wrote poetry and couldn't get dates but also because she's like very intelligent, right? So he's playing off of that intelligence. I think it's really hard to break out of that mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's really tricky. And I think like, it's kind of similar to what where she is now. Not so much, like I think maybe in high school, the picture that we also have of her is that she didn't have like a super active social life. Um, yeah. Apart from the tennis club. Um, and so like, and also like I had... I mean, it it wasn't like a a sexual relationship, but I had a relationship with a teacher that like looking back, like we were just friends. Like she was probably really young. We like had each other's phone numbers. It definitely like is inappropriate probably, but like- (laughs) I was like, wow. You know, I think that that happens. Like, you know, like I just, I think that that happens a fair amount where teachers connect with students. Absolutely. Um, And so- Listen, they don't get paid anything. Might as well make Exactly, yeah. Can they have a friend? (laughs) But I also wanted to say when they brought it, when uh, Sophia brings up Stan and Dorothy's like, it would be like a day without orange juice, which I think is. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. (laughs) (laughs) I also, yeah, it's like, there's, there's so much there about the Stan. No, I don't really recall when she's talking to Malcolm. Who's that guy? Who's that excuse you used? (laughs) (laughs) That crazy kid. Oh, God. Crazy. Um, Also, that's like a total, like weird, like, oh, you have to go marry him kind of thing right yeah Isn't that funny like we've never actually talked about the exact you know like timing of the wedding um because nothing makes sense in this timeline but anyway I thought that was a funny note but yeah yeah but anyway from from the very beginning I I don't I don't like that you know the whole Blanche thing oh it was the man you know whatever but that's why I was also like a Dorothy episode we finally get one because and we you know in the next one too we actually get a very Dorothy relationship centric one because again, of like just the way that B. Arthur is being written, you know, and and like really playing up this sort of like lonely Dorothy thing. Um, when really she's, you know, she's like almost one of the, she's probably the one that's like the most sure of herself and clearly the one that's come the furthest, um, at least in my opinion, um, for the entire series. But, but I do love the like when she actually gets to giggle, like with the, you know, she starts sweating, get a case of the giggles. Um, it is adorable. It's like so yeah. cute. And when she's just like, you know, oh, Mr. Gordon. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like when they're talking on Lanai and he's like, and I have never forgotten you. And she's like giggles. And then she just like seriously pivots to like, so how do you like being retired? Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to play it down. It's so relatable, right? Where you're just, when you really like someone, you're like, okay, but I can't, I can't go show it so over the top in front of them. Right. Like, it's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, 
she, yeah, she seems very smitten. And like the Mr. Malcolm thing is kind of. In oh, I know. Too. It's adorable. Um, And like, I think that that also, you know, having a crush on the teacher, like. It's weird if you see your teacher, someone who was your teacher in life, and then you have yeah. to call by their first name, you know, so like the idea, like Mr. Malcolm, the, the basis of it when it starts out, I think is really like he appears as her teacher, I think, to her yes, effort before he exactly. Yeah. Before um, he sort of morphs a little bit. So, so yeah, it is cute. And it's fun. Oh, my God. I love it. It also like the fact that Sophia does know him and has like, you know, some background with him creates this opportunity for these really funny, like small moments Um, when they're talking about Phil and the dress code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. He was wearing a dress. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's really funny. And like you couldn't it's just like such a, a, a you know hats off to the writers because like the opportunity to work that in um yeah. and you know call back to what we know about phil who we haven't heard about in a while because since he really since he died um yeah. and also to like add to the background of the fact that like sophia knows this guy and like has had like a you know he was a teacher at the, her kid's school so like she had that relationship. Yeah. um i just think that that's really really funny and like a really just impressive short little bit that uh, I think is really funny. <laughs> it's so great. And it's like, again, anytime we can get that background, especially since we never actually get get to see Phil, you know? And it's interesting. Is this the first time that he's come up since he's died? I, I think so. It's kind of interesting, right? Because he's, he's clearly just written and is like, oh, funny, funny, funny. And like, there's not an opportunity, obviously, to have some sort of wistful moment, but it just, yeah, it just like popped into my mind. It's very yeah. fascinating. But also yeah. like the the whole conversation about how he's really cute. You know, I, I I don't really like the Blanche line of like, that never happens when Dorothy says like a man is cute and Blanche doesn't agree. I was like, Blanche thinks anybody is cute. <laughs> like it's not, that line doesn't ring true for me, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, cause again, I, I, I guess I also don't like that line because it feels like Dorothy's like so desperate. She would say anybody's cute who, who's not kind of thing. Um, which makes no sense. And even Sophia's like, you know, I'd be on my back faster than you could say I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really, it's really great. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, um, but yeah, so I, I also enjoy like, again, that scene where she's like going to invite her to, you know, have uh, lunch with them. And she's like, let me check my social calendar. I'm free. Ma, that calendar's from 1984. Oh yeah, that was the day she came from Shady Pines. It says right here, I'm free, I'm free. Like it's such a, it's such a cheap gag. Like she would actually write that down, but it's uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, and it's, it's a, nice it's a great back. setup. Yeah, it's nice to go back and it's a great setup to later in the TV studio when she talks about the home. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of a fun, it's a fun like, you know, one-two punch. Yeah. Um, and like what I don't know, like when they're uh, they're looking at the pictures of Dorothy when Sophia's like 11, a hilarious, awkward age. And I was like, I know, super relatable. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Why don't you get us some coffee? Because it gives me the trots. Oh, I get it. Company, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really great. More goofy pictures. I mean, that's yeah. that's perfect, and it's also nice because. Like later on, like Sophia sort of gives him a pass, right? With the, you were talking about how she obviously has a background. And we were talking about how she knew this was sort of going on because later she brings it up, right? Um, 
And I feel like that's also really, that also rings true where she's just like, all right, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to be happy for her. This guy seems like he's changed or whatever. And then it happens again. And she's like, God damn it. You know, (laughs) then she warns Dorothy about it, which I think is really real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Sophia probably also like, we have definitely um, touched on this before, but like, I think Sophia can see things in Dorothy that she can't see herself so clearly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think it also, like, I think it honestly, probably she, Sophia finds herself back in the same position that she did when it was happening in high school when Dorothy was in high yeah. school. She's like, I don't like seeing this happen to you, but also I I can't do anything to stop it. Um, yeah, she has to decide on her own. Yeah. Um. Okay, should we talk about Harold Goldstein? <laughs> yes, exactly. Congratulations, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I mean, Rose I has come a, a, a long way from applying to be a hospital administrator, you know? yeah and working at that diner (laughs) yeah yeah. quite the career arc in her (laughs) i know i know also i gotta tell you in in the tv studio with her her yellow outfit is awesome it reminds me of like april o'neill from the ninja turtles like such a little journalist she's so cute (laughs) yeah yeah she's really she's so cute this whole time she's so excited yeah Um, i think it's just like so um you know like it's a classic thing that rose would sort of stumble into um because initially when she presents it i mean there's some holes even from the initial conversation but it is like you know i think even now there's a lot of uh there's an article in new york times maybe like a couple months ago about like um seniors who have roommates basically who like live with roommates because housing is unaffordable and hard to find and all that and so you know like the the basis of women who live together is you could understand how there would be a show, I guess, about older people who have roommates. Um, one clue that I would say could have tipped Blanche and Dorothy off is like, why does it have to be women who live together? Like, that's a clue that it might not be just like a roommate situation. Um, but obviously it it all comes together for like one of the funniest scenes, I think, in the show. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think also, if you, there's so many assumptions going on here that you would be fine. You're like, well, clearly, like, it would just be like, oh, there's women's issues. There's like things to consider that, you know, we have, we're paid less, all these other things that are probably running through Dorothy's liberal head. But like, clearly, Rose would have like screened out the fact that, you know, <laughs> they're actually sleeping together and like the this the play on the phrase sleeping together is so great like I really love how they do that and she's like, yes you did <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> perfect. like I feel like there are some rose fuck-ups that I don't know there's not that many like the rose out uh, St. Olaf stories are outlandish but the fuck-ups are are pretty reasonable like and I can see this one even like it just makes total sense when she's like yeah they sleep together yeah they were in the same bed that totally happened you know and also yeah. like the fact that it's because Blanche was having her roomie repainted because the plaster behind her headboard all fell fell out like it's such a perfect play on like oh Rose is like they're getting mistaken for women who sleep together because Rose <laughs> because Blanche screwed too many guys too hard in her bed so they had to sleep together in the same bed I mean it's such a great little circle I mean I literally have that entire exchange written down in my notes because it's so funny I might as well have just picked up the script like it's really great 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it like it just, I I don't know. It's so funny because it's like Rose is just so literal. Like there's no yeah, there's often like no nuance, and she's like, no, that one time like you did, um, and, and like. I don't know. She just, I think Rose really, you know, she's, she's, she's not the center point of this scene, obviously, but like when she's like pleading with them, she starts with like blackmail and then she moves to like, just like begging them to help her not lose her job. Um, It's, I don't know. She's really great, but I will say in my notes, I have like, I think Rue McClanahan's unspoken reactions steal the show almost. (laughs) incredible her body language the way she sits the way she plays sort of with her clothing the way she puts her hand over her head to sort of hide her face I mean everything about it and like oh my god when she is just like every man I know is watching this show this live show about lesbian lovers of Miami like it's so incredible Yeah, and when she's like, well, most people don't know. <laughs> like, it's I all- mean, for real, for real. So good. And I love, <laughs> I would say also, like, I love this morning show premise. Um, it feels very local, like, morning. Does society make it tougher? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out today. <laughs> oh, my God. It's incredible. I also always loved, and I picked up on this when I was a kid, too, where they're just like, here's our show. Well, we have a question from the audience. <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are we talking about here what are image consultants what's going on you need to explain it to the simple people of the local television studio audience (laughs) oh god it's really great um but i also really am very 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 proud of rose for like having her blackmail situation will be able to do anything and sit up and tell all the stories her also like the way that betty white has that frenetic energy holding the clipboard making sure come on we're on air like we got to do this you have to do this they're gonna fire me like she has that perfect like new job vibe energy and she is pulling out all the stops you know like hey we could beat the prices right yeah yeah um and then later when she's like so you're still miffed (laughs) like she Mm -hmm. just she... I'm a bubblehead and I deserve to die. And it was worth repeating. Oh man, yeah, it's it's I love it. It's so good. And like she her enthusiasm to I, I don't know. I just think we really go on like an emotional ride with Rose. But the thing yeah. is like I don't I, I am like rooting for her. Like you said, like you love the blackmail. Like I want them to obviously you want her to keep her job so like what are you gonna do and and Dorothy kind of has that like you know that sort of um logical realization when she's like we can't let Rose lose her job um but it is it is quite a big ask and I also one thing I love 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 about this is when um particularly for this time when they're talking about it uh at home after the show and Blanche is like I don't mind being labeled a lesbian but since I'm not like I yeah. think it's such an important line to put in there because like it is it allows for this storyline without making it a joke that like lol there's some lesbians you know like it it's 
the the problem is like her social life is going to be impacted and like that's funny because that's what she values um and i just think it's a really uh it's very ahead of its time i think to have it in there which is because there was like you know some gay writers i think um but it just it makes it very clear that like they're not making a punchline out of gay people which i i think is is obviously great <laughs> it is and that line you know it's so interesting like after not obviously not when i was a kid but like after going through you know, especially my 20s of like being uh, a not overtly feminine woman who does identify as straight was it was difficult, especially being like friends and like hanging out with a lot of like gay women, people would always assume and I'm just kind of like, all right, well, this is not going to help me get a date. But I also like these are my friends, like, I kind of actually related to Blanche in that line, yeah. but never actually thought about it, you know, which is really interesting. But it's like, but she's, you're right that like, not only is it important that she says it, but the way she says it, is is in that sort of apology moment, right? When when she's discussing, she's like, Rose, it, it's fine. You know, like you, you're an idiot, but whatever. Like she's sort of like already past it um, and has that exasperation, which is, you know, a self-centered exasperation, but like actually kind of kind to, to Rose in that moment, you know, versus like Dorothy's still really mad about it because she also like, I don't know. I there's a whole other question with Dorothy here because there's it's never addressed where like Malcolm right. is, kisses her and then he's in the audience and she's a lesbian and like off camera I guess those conversations happen where he because like I you totally can see him in the audience being like oh shit I judged this one wrong yeah you know <laughs> like yeah I no, guess totally. they live together and they are a couple right like it, you're just like wait a minute he must be really confused. Yeah, yeah. And I think like also, it's also so great when Blanche is like, if I were a lesbian, I sure would be a popular one. <laughs> like She goes, what they, am I doing? To the point, like to your point, like she's still Blanche. And so like, yeah. frankly, she's still a sucker for flattery. And so like, absolutely so pleased that she can appeal to this crowd, even though like, she has no real interest in appealing to them. Correct. Um, and, and like, I don't know, I just think that line alone, like allows for so many jokes that without it would be kind of like tough to tough to see when even when Sophia's like, she she gets off the phone with her friend and she's like, she thinks she could do better than Blanche. Yeah, I know. And then Dorothy goes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this thing that's like. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I also really, so so there, there's then there's this complex like pivot at the end which is really gross which is like the guy you know showed him how to thump a melon whatever um there's yeah. a euphemism we haven't heard before where like it's funny because it actually still I still chuckled in like in the way that like you know that Blanche is just wanting sex from a man and he this guy's like promising to like deliver the best which you know, spoiler alert, it's not going to be um, from a guy like this. But, um, <laughs> but like, the, you know, the whole like, I have to try that. Like, it is, it is like funny the way it's played, even though the premise is so gross. And it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't personally think it undoes that one line. Like you said, like, I don't mind being labeled a lesbian kind of thing, but it is, it is kind of like, meh, you know, like it's just playing on this trope of like turning, you know, um, 
gay people back into straight or like you know or saving them from themselves or something i don't know it's really it's just gross i hate it yeah no i agree obviously i, I hate that, that a bit yes. um yeah i i agree i don't think it undoes it but it is it's just it's i think for the plot to move forward for blanche to go on this date and frankly for that the scene of dorothy kind of like giving him the soft punch and like that whole bit is it's i it's worth it because they're so yeah. funny um but yeah it's gross it's, it is i think it does like it's a little bit cheap to sort of lean back into that but i do think a guy like that would probably have that attitude um and i think since blanche is not a lesbian there's not like a real implication that like that could happen but yeah. i agree i don't i don't like it in there yeah yeah it's it's weird you know but again at least if they had to do it they had to they did it in a funny way like when the guy's like lumper look at his yeah <laughs> i still yeah. laugh and it is funny when the image consultant arrives to <laughs> see if oh Dorothy would consider. Leaving. I know. Oh my god! It is like yeah, those those punctuated endings are hilarious. Oh my god. Um, but backing up a bit, like when you know Dorothy does have the confrontation with Malcolm, where she's like you know she's talking about that's after the whole like she thinks she could do better than Blanche where she's like oh you know Malcolm Gordon if only Cynthia Costello was here to see this <laughs> Blanche goes inky <laughs> it's so great and it's like not even addressed they just move on it's yeah. incredible it's so good and then Sophia's line like I don't like you being taken advantage of for some guy out of town at least when Blanche does it it's good for tourism yeah. <laughs> there's so many great lines like it's really amazing um that they can fill so much when still like sort of having a, a semi-serious you know storyline between um Dorothy and Malcolm yeah yeah I um yeah, I think it's, I feel like all of the characters are really, really kind of like themselves, like their archetypes mm. in this one. Um, yeah. And like, even Sophia making that Blanche joke, I feel like that's such an, e that that joke could frankly be in any episode, you know, like it's, it's yeah, yeah. one. Um, but it, yeah, it works really well here. And I think like it would be, I do think it would be really frustrating to be Sophia in this situation because you, I think you really have to kind of choose your actions and your words. And also, you know, even when it kind of ends up the way that it does, you have to be kind of like tender and nice when you say like, when you're basically saying like, told you so. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. But that's why I like this one. I like Sophia in this one because it's not the mean Sophia. It's not directly yeah. saying like Blanche or a slut, but it's like, it's a, it's a casual aside mentioning that Blanche sleeps around a lot, which we see, like you said, it could be in any episode. And it's not as pointed of an insult about that. And like, this is one of the ones that Blanche like, yeah, I agree. You know, <laughs> yeah. Blanche at this moment definitely wants to think about how many guys she slept with, right? Like that's the situation. And, you know, Sophia doesn't say, I told you so. And she is sort of like working, you know, um, behind the scenes a little bit, but she is, she is approaching it sensitively like she yeah. is actually being kind um in that way right um even though she's like really ripping on you know like when, when the you know what kind of pain and embarrassment has this lifestyle caused your mother <laughs> like it's so great and it's like she gets those little jibes in there you know day without orange juice whatever but um but it's it doesn't it doesn't cross the line for me into like the the meanness 
that I dislike in her character. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that she does that I don't like is at the show when she's like, uh, which is, in, is again, like, it's fine because it's in the middle of all of these, like, jokes and there's, like, they, I don't know, like, the storyline redeems itself, obviously. Yeah. But when she's like, uh, <laughs> this question is to Dorothy's lover and then yeah. um, she's like, well, I would have guessed right off. It's just, like, oh, she's right. yeah, yeah. That looking like a lesbian is you know like a bad like thing a bad, yes also, you're right say, i forgot like, about that these like 80s outfits they are quite lesbian often yes. <laughs> so i see it i see where she's coming from but um <laughs> just in the context i think it could it could you know it, it's not my favorite um yeah, that's true but yeah i agree and I, I love when she's like i'll tell you about it when you're 70 like yeah. i love these moments of, Do you know <laughs> yeah it's really you're right like it is cute and it's like um I don't know it's it's a nice she's approaching it with a lot of yeah as you said sensitivity um and it ends on a really nice note but I guess like I don't know I do leave with this like unanswered question or like maybe like unresolved miffed state that like don't even with this article like it's it is really frustrating I, I feel like that, that doesn't get tied up is the the worst <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, especially because, you know, I mean, who knows, like this, the, we know where we're all going, which is that, you know, Dorothy is, uh, gets into a relationship. Right. But like, if that, if that wasn't a necessarily a pursuit, like she could find fulfillment at this stage in her life by, you know, using her intellect and, and doing something like as a professional accomplishment sort of on the side. Right. And I think that we, as you mentioned before, you know, like this, you know, she's kind of starved for some, some of that kind of uh, intellectual stimulation. And we revisit that a few times over the uh, the course of the series. And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see it later with questions and answers too. But um, it's, well, it's interesting to think about and to sort of daydream about the fan fiction where Dorothy actually like publishes on the side, right? As yeah. part of like, or like, you know, we have a little bit more of her... Um, intellectual uh stimulation for for a woman of her um intelligence Dorothy's born a fanfic <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure that it's out there yeah <laughs> that's a different kind of scholarship <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> oh man uh, um, I yeah. yeah I I just wanted to call out to another uh Sophia line which is like you know, again, where you're like, you can't think about it too hard about what this actually means. But when she's just like, enough of your exposure, we've already lost three gardeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. But um, it kind of reminds me of that old line where like the sex and food or whatever, where, you know, um, what what is that line where like I forget the episode, if it's actually like reminiscing about the dates, like the Valentine's Day thing where Blanche is like, like what about that guy that came to repair something and and uh you know rose is like you did fix him a sandwich after yeah, yeah. <laughs> i forget what it was please forgive me all of you listening who are like obviously it's this line um i that's only had the one guy cup who of coffee painting the number on the curb right that's <laughs> <laughs> you did fix him a sandwich after. um anyway i'm just laughing about like 
any man in proximity, right? Of like, we've seen this countless times of just being, that's why I think it doesn't ring true where it's like, oh, you're as cute as Dorothy said you were. That never happens. And you're like, whatever. You, <laughs> if I know. The guy has, somebody walks in with a penis, you're into them. Um, it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I just do love that. Like three, like the, just imagining how like three gardeners have quit. Also they can afford a gardener, LOL. But um, no. because like Blanche <laughs> has- has like accidentally quote unquote like gone topless when they're trying to fucking water the plants. Also, who likes gardening more than like four older women? That's big plot hole. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. Right. Come on now. <laughs> so great. The only other thing I want to call out too is like at the end, and we talk about this a lot with Blanche's shoes, right? Rue McClanahan's shoes, like walking around the set, like like so happy. They really haven't figured out the sound balance because especially at the end when like Dorothy's holding the paper and then she rips it and she's like moving around to the to the couch. There's so much like ambient sensitive microphone noise. It's really funny. I, again, I don't know if it's because I'm listening with like intense headphones or something, but it was like so just like <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, this takes some of the seriousness out of ripping up the article. Yeah. <laughs> um the only other thing I have really is that I have in my notes that like the flowers he gives Dorothy are like grocery store flowers which like no (laughs) no shade about that that's a store we've seen yeah probably the same store as the melon to be honest but like I I don't know I just think for Dorothy's reaction to be so you know like in shock um it would have been nice if the flowers were nicer flowers nicer. <laughs> which is like <laughs> I don't know there was I know there were gay men on that set hello <laughs> <laughs> listen man they don't have that much money for the props and they had to build a whole tv set you know I guess that's true yeah that's not, <laughs> that money's going elsewhere <laughs> that's funny because I did not notice the flowers apps at all because of the fact that I'm watching uh be Arthur's face yeah. <laughs> just her stunned expression <laughs> Um, there's a lot from oh, she's in shock. that turned into like Golden Girls online content. Um, oh, absolutely. I think also one, like, you know, more goofy pictures. I, one, I think you can say anything in, in that sort of like cadence and Golden Girls yeah. will know what you're referencing. Absolutely. Um, but I love when we talk about the show and there's, you know, a few words that the Golden Girls don't own that phrase, but for the like in the fandom yeah when you read it you read it in the delivery and I just like I think that's so uh it's just like so impressive that you know 38 years later at this point like you're still you can't read more goofy pictures without thinking of that yes exactly and I think it's like uh you're right like I definitely Chris Gallo of Golden Girls Post yeah. has at least like six t-shirts related to quotes from this episode <laughs> To be honest, I feel like he owns more goofy pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his trademark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, yeah, it's really, it's, it's such a, it's such a great like unifier. It's really funny, like you said, they do a good job of balancing where it doesn't get super offensive. It does in places, of course, but it also gets really true to the characters and I think like again we were talking about Dorothy's development of like Rose standing up for herself but also being a dope 
Blanche being self-centered, but still be like forgiving enough of her friend and like Sophia being protective and also sassy. Like it's really like, it's a really good balance. It's a very well-written episode. Yeah, we should add an addendum to the starter kit maybe and throw this in there. I love that. Yes, exactly. Well, it's, it's high time, you know, it's, it's been a few years. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, do you have a, uh, any more? Um, you got any more? Oh, the only thing is when Sophie is like 70 is ancient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. Great. It's incredible. Um, oh, the other thing I did have from the very beginning is like, the tablecloth on the table is like the most 1990s maximalist <laughs> tablecloth ever. If you did not notice it, go back to the very beginning. It's really great. It's the eyes. <laughs> As to your to your point about like every outfit is a lesbian outfit. Um, we're just really, we're in it right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, what a great episode. Well, join us next time. We're going to discuss the lyrical content of Camp Town Races, She Loves You and Heidi Heidi Ho. Take care, everybody.